Hi, everybody. Welcome to the State of Waste for this week's update, January 15th, 2023. This has been updated as of Sunday, so I know there was a little bit of activity today as far as bills being scheduled for committees, but I'll cover that next week. Had a chance to look through some bills, listen to some committee hearings, so I'll give you some updates as far as those go. Also, I had to look through some bills that <clears throat> someone had asked me to. One of the five of you out there listening. So looking at what has been scheduled for executive session, so it's already been through public testimony, got to listen to some of that. Senate Bill 5127, redacting student information. This one should be able to go, it's a student's privacy rights, so schools should be redacting student information for public con consumption. Okay, we got to protect our kids. So Senate Bill 5019, Paris and school safety. I read through this bill, and I did not listen to the uh, public comments on this, but it is scheduled for an executive session this week, so I'll get a little more when I watch that committee meeting. That really is removing from the budget, the prototypical model, it's removing the funding, basically, of school safety. So you can't hire paras. Well, you can hire them, but it's not going to be funded through the prototypical model for paras and um, anybody that's involved with school safety is what I was reading it as. So it's kind of interesting that they're removing that. So that money then could be used for other things within the school district. Senate Bill 520, this is the age for elementary school. Looked a little deeper into that. That's really just for homeschooling. To start, homeschoolers need to start by age six. Public testimony was rather interesting. A lot of homeschool parents saying that they, we, we already start before six. What is all this requirements that you're going to make us jump through? when we're already teaching our kids. And then now because of age six or some state agency is going to come and request documentation of what we've been doing for our students. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the committee hearing this week, as far as executive session to see if that passes, what's the discussion going on, how much of that public testimony did they take into account? So anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Senate bill 5065 teaching about bone marrow donations that one did pass through and just never made it to the floor last year. So we'll see a lot of uh, public hearing comments on that one were about the school is not really the place to be doing all of this. Like it's important, but maybe we should keep it out of schools. So again, we'll see what happens with that as far as uh, the executive session. The two admin contracts bills, one of these is really just a language piece. And I can't remember which one is which right now, but I'll get that cleared up next week. So Senate Bill 5085 and 5175, one of those is just about language adding assistant principal. Um, and the one piece that they've added to that bill that the committee wasn't really liking, so they're going to have to change the wording, is that if a principal had ever been, uh, had a complaint filed against them and there was an investigation done, right now there's a box that you have to check, like, Yes, I have had an investigation done. And so the, the the pros and cons of that, of course, is if someone did do something wrong and they were investigated and something was found out, yes, school districts should know that. The concerns are from from one side, from the committee side, is that, well, we want we want people to know that because that could affect whether they get hired or not. From the other side, from the AWSP side, they said, well, but a lot of these cases, there's no founding. Like there was nothing ever that the principal never did anything wrong. So why are we making them check a box? Because if a complaint's filed, we have to investigate and we have to go through those things. That's the law. So 
it'll be interesting how they decide to change the wording. Probably an amendment going to be happening before that passes. The other admin contract bill is really adding up to three-year contracts, which at first when I heard that, it was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense to protect principals so they're not always on a year-to-year contract. It gives you some security. One of the principals that testified said it would have been nice to have that so that way he could implement some of the changes. Because can you imagine if you go into a school and want to make some changes and you only have a year, you're going to be a little more hesitant to try and push some things that you know would benefit the school. So with a three-year contract, I could go in or someone could go into a school and and start to make changes knowing that they have some protection with that three-year contract. So those are the, the two bills. Oh, that last one. Wanted to mention a superintendent did say that it could be bad because a superintendent that's leaving could sign every principal in the district to a three-year contract and a new superintendent coming in, then it's stuck. They can't do anything about those. So, you know, both sides of that one as well. We'll see what happens with that bill. Also for executive session, 5048 college and the high school fees, a lot of positive comments about this. There was somebody from a community college that said, wait a minute, if if four-year colleges are getting this amount, then shouldn't the community colleges get the same amount? Why is there a discrepancy in that? So we'll see what happens with that. But it sounds like that one, lots of support for, which would be pretty cool for the students in our state. So all college and the high school fees paid for by the state. The district would pay it and then get reimbursed. Senate Bill 5038, change of contract deadlines. I did not hear the, the committee on this one. There's always been some debates about it's May 15th right now. We have to be notified. And they want to extend that to June 1st. A lot of concerns as far as you want to give teachers enough time if there's not going to be a job, but you also want to give the districts time to get their budget figured out so they know a little bit better what they have. Because sometimes RIF notices go out based on what they think they're getting, and then over the summer things change, and then now they can hire people back. So it's just it's it's a rough thing for both sides on that one. So we'll see if that moves. They were looking at June fifteenth first, and then they changed it back to June first. So anyway, lots of debate, both sides of that one. What's enough time? Where's that nice little calendar date number that would give everybody a, a good chance to get jobs and a good chance to know people, let people know they won't have jobs and possibly hire them back. So scheduled for a public hearing this week is the regional apprenticeship program. I'll be paying attention to that one. 1015, the paraeducation requirements. That one's seems to me when I read it like it's making it harder, but I'm I'm not quite sure. They've changed a lot of ands and ors, so I got to read that a little more carefully and figure that one out. 1109, the special education funding. This one would, as I read through it, isn't a real big change other than the IEPs. It was rather interesting to read through that students with IEPs, because of COVID, there are a lot more students they're expecting. I think they use the word extraordinary number of students that would need an IEP because of the learning loss that happened due to COVID. And so they're going to, because of that, they need to fund the staffing for schools to run those IEPs. And a lot of those, if it happens at the end of the year, wouldn't happen. So there's some dates in this. Any IEPs or any of that testing that goes on between July 1st and I believe September 30th would qualify for a $3,000, basically we're paying people $3,000 to get that testing done and get those kids referred if they need that IEP. Uh, I get a little skeptical whenever they start throwing money at stuff, like how many schools are then going to wait and do a bunch of IEPs over the summer, pay their staff and do all that. I mean, it just seems like it could go crooked. Now, do the kids need it? Yes. 
Is it going to work out the way they think? I don't really know. I just know sometimes districts get a little crazy when there's money available. They work the system to get it. Info on reprimanded teachers scheduled for public hearing. This is one that was introduced last year as well. Like what information is, is required and really should we be helping teachers that were reprimanded and, and what kind of is the state's responsibility for that? Senate Bill 5125, the Washington Future Fund. I read something about this this summer. And that one is about paying people who are in poverty. So you qualify for this Washington Future Fund. And then when you reach age 18, there's money available for you. And in there it says you could buy a house, pay for college, all kinds of different things. Now, again, there's a mindset problem that I see with that. We want kids to have this growth mindset. Like I can get out of poverty and I don't need to rely on the state to provide me money. Would this be a negative impact with that? Would it be like, well, I already got this money coming. So what do I need to do? And would they use it wisely? And I don't know what the requirements will be for applying for it and all that stuff. So anyway, interest one to watch. Senate Bill 5180, Interstate Teacher Mobility. That is a public hearing this week. So we'll get to hear more about that one. 5054, also the adding hours for PLC each week because of its importance. Special education funding is a different bill. Um, so we'll see what that one has. I haven't listened to, well, that I'll listen to this week. 5126 small school district funding. That one is scheduled for public hearing. should be rather interesting. Like, is there extra money available for some small schools? Because they can't do what the state is required. 5072, equity and highly capable. This is the same bill as was last year, but just never made it um, out of the legislature last year. It's just making sure that highly capable students, there's equity involved in that. Assigned to committee with no scheduled action at this point. So again, this is as of Sunday is access to dual credit, school choice, parent notification for dual credit, enhancing the college-bound scholarship, educator code of ethics, dual language education, emergency expulsion. That's kind of an interesting one, changing the language from emergency expulsion to emergency removal. So that's just a word change because expulsion carries bad connotations with it. Uh, the school board directors bill, school library, tech info, high school and beyond plan, parent access to ed materials, adequate recess time, and the special ed multiplier, which would, would change budgets at all. And then also an introduced bill with no action yet would be free school meals for all students. That would be statewide. Some school districts receive grants for it that are doing it. This would be all schools all across the state. Everybody has access to, to free school meals. Okay, that was kind of a longer one. Sorry about that. Um, we'll have a lot more coming up this week as we have both executive session and some public testimony and some bills. So we'll see what happens this week. Hope you have a great one.